Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Louis D'Souza are here. It is Monday, December the 31st, 2018, the last day of 2018. Here in New York area, it is 8 a.m. In the Los Angeles area, 5 a.m., 1 p.m. in London and Sydney, Australia. It's around midnight, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of LOA Today. Um, if you're listening live stream, that's great. If you're listening to the recording, that's great, too. We love you anyway. Either way that you come in, we love you. And... Uh, I am really excited, Louie. For the first time in years, I am excited about the new year. Most years, you know, how it comes along, you get the, you're coming up on uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, you're like, oh, yeah, here we go with another new year, and uh, i got to come up with resolutions, and oh, I don't really need another year. Why is the time moving so fast? Not this year. This year, for me, I have been able to turn my perspective around. I'm feeling better about it. And I'm excited about the fact I've been able to turn my perspective around, and I'm feeling better about it. So you you remarked out before we got going that I'm I'm looking better than when we first met, and I think I am. I'm feeling better. So that's how I'm doing. Fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Things are. I'm just. I'm. I'm cooking now. I'm really cooking. So how, how are you? How are your wow. holidays? <clears throat> oh, fantastic. Um, I uh, I just showed you outside. Maybe we'll show the people here quickly oh okay uh, have a look at uh, what I've got as a view from my bedroom window oh, oh, oh look at that what a picturesque scene that is beautiful got the Australian Austrian Alps and all that oh wow that's beautiful very nice yeah amazing Absolutely yeah amazing so that's... I'm in paradise so I don't know where you are <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I want to answer that one <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm in a very good place. I don't feel guilty at all. I feel fantastic. <laughs> no, I feel very good because uh, um, of what happened with uh, Louise the past week. Um, both of us are feeling like we're in a really much better place, and it's encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's know. much better. That's great. She is. She's improved. I mean, we've still got a ways to go. We got another physical therapy session for her today, and other stuff coming up this week. But, um, I mean, she is showing so much more energy than she did just two or three months ago. And she's even had a couple days, like the day right after she came out of the hospital, um, she was remarking how it was the best she'd felt in two or three years. So, I mean, mm -hmm. really, really big improvement, and we're excited about that. We just got to keep it going, that's all. So, you know, we're, we're, we're working on what we have to work on, feeling good. I'm still thinking about my mirror. I don't usually think about my mirror exercise after I've done it. I just say, okay, I've done it for the day. I move on to something else. Today, I'm thinking about how good it felt. I mean, it felt really, really good today. And I don't know what was different. I don't know what I'm doing different. I feel like I'm just doing the same things I've I, always I can been doing. Tell you. What am I doing different? You, you've got some momentum going on the law of attraction on the positive side. Ah, yes, that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does make a difference. You see, consistency builds up, uh, builds up the muscles. It does, and it's fun when it kicks into gear, and 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 you realize you're rolling downhill instead of uh, pushing uphill. Absolutely, right? you know, it's Absolutely. like the upstream downstream thing. You know, it's so much easier when you let go of the oars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so hard to let go of the oars. <laughs> I know. Oh God. <laughs> well, it's what the easiest we thing in the world is so hard. <laughs> That's what Anne Marie and I were talking about last night. Uh, she, I, I was noticing because she kept using the phrase, "Well, this stuff is so hard. I, sometimes it's just so hard to do this stuff." And so I was 
kind of doing what you tend to do and, and say to her, you know, yeah, I do the same thing myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I say, you know, I do the same thing. I keep telling myself how hard it is. And every time I do that, I say to myself, yeah, I'm right. I just made it hard for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Henry Ford, he said, uh, if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh, what did he say? He did, he did have something like that. I can't remember what the exact phrase was. It was... Yeah, something along that line. If you think you're right, you're right. If you think you're wrong, you're wrong, I think. Something along that line, yeah. Something along e- those lines. E- yeah. Either way you're right. I think was I think it was part oh, yeah, of the yeah, either way you're right. Either yeah. way you're right, yeah. But yeah, whichever it was. Oh and if not you think that. you're right, you're right. If you think you're wrong, you're wrong. Either way you're right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Nasha and Suraj have both uh, um, piped in and. Uh, uh, Surat. Suraj, Surat, Surat. And, and Nasha's been uh, kind of under the weather lately, so I'm kind of glad that uh, she's back too. That's really great. Because she said, I, I think it was Deidre sent a note that she and Nasha have been kind of feeling poorly lately, so it's good to see her back. Um, so, guys, do you know why you get sick during the holidays? You're going to you answer an eternal that? question? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens to people every no, year. No, I'm going to ask them to type it on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> we'll give them some time for it to upload and let them read it and reply okay. and we can continue with something more. Yeah, that sounds good. I, I, I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. That's a good topic, especially for this time of year, uh, particularly since most people have trouble with resolutions. The most common thing in the world is just to set a resolution and then forget about it and it doesn't go anywhere. So, yeah, let's talk about it. So why is that, Walt? Honestly, I think it's because of what you just said a few moments ago. They haven't built up the momentum. The I mean, momentum, absolutely. I mean, you talk about that so, momentum, and, and that momentum one, is everything. One, one thing they don't understand often, um, not everybody, not all the time, there are people who are quite aware out there, and I do not want to put them in a box with everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The, the, the first thing is, people don't understand the vortex. Okay, I, before Abram Hicks, it wasn't even a concept we were aware of. Okay, oh, so, exactly. Yeah, it, and, and it, I'm it, sympathetic it to them. I'm sympathetic to people who don't know the vortex. I don't know. I for the longest time, I didn't understand what the vortex is. It took me a long time to to actually go to an Abraham session and see that the vortex is actually this thing that Esther swirls to her side whenever she talks about the vortex. That's what the vortex. <laughs> Every is. time you say that, I want to laugh myself silly under the table. <laughs> well, seriously, I, that's what well, that's what not, it takes well, sometimes. Just in case you thought it was. It's not. What do you mean it's not? <laughs> I, I thought I had this thing figured out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to have some private sessions on the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So tell us what the vortex is then. Let's get this answer straight for change. <laughs> so, so when you know what you don't want, I don't want people to be rude to me. So wouldn't it be nice if people were nicer to me is a part of your vortex. It's a, it, it fills in your vortex because you know what you don't want. You don't want people to be rude. So what you do want is people to be nicer to you. So that you, people to be nicer is a part of your vortex. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So you've got this huge pool of what, what are the things we make? New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. sitting there all the time. Mm. Okay. You don't actually have to make any New Year's resolutions. You've got millions there. Isn't that interesting? It's true because we make them all the time. We just don't really think that we're actually making a resolution at the time. Hmm. 
So we've got hundreds of these resolutions. So when we make another one during the new year, we don't really feel it. It's not quite there. And it's not there because of, as we said before, we haven't said it often and clearly enough to ourselves to have enough momentum for it to drive us through the next year. Mm. Now, sometimes people have a really powerful gut one, okay? And that holds together because they've really thought about it powerfully and that creates right. enough momentum for for it to work very, very, very well in their lives. So <clears throat> Exactly, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that we have these re- resolutions cropping up constantly, and so often when we get to New Year's Eve and ask ourselves, well, what's our resolution? One of the things we think about is one of these things we thought about in the past. And if we look at that process from the way Abraham talks about rockets of desire and so forth, I think what we realize is most often when we're, when we're saying, well, I guess my resolution is to lose some weight or my resolution is to get a better job or whatever, we are doing that, we are saying that from the position of lack in, in Abraham terms, right? Yeah. And yeah. in that position of lack, it's always like, oh, well, I guess I want a better job. And then, of job. course, it's just going to get bigger, isn't it? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have another year of getting fatter. <laughs> another year of not having that ideal job. Another year of not having that that ideal mate or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we just set ourselves up that way. It, it's really something. It's useful, though, to know the Abraham stuff because once you understand this, then we can look at the whole resolution process differently. Like, I actually no longer try to make New Year's resolutions per se because of what you were just pointing out. When we're making resolutions all the time, why do I need to, to limit myself to December 31st or January 1st? You know, I can just do it anytime. It doesn't matter when. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And you better yet. themselves to the New Year. And better yet, if I build it into my daily practice... That, oh, I'm going to get so excited about this, this new thing that I'm going to have happen in my life because I'm making it my resolution. Then I start building that momentum that you were talking about a few minutes ago. And that momentum helps carry me along so that I eventually get to the point where it becomes easy to start wanting it. And it becomes easy to start believing that, oh, wow, I'm actually going to achieve this thing. You know, this isn't mm. one of those lack things anymore. This is now something that's actually becoming a part of my life. And that's how you. And, and you know what? It's such a big problem is because we've we've set so many uh, goals for ourselves during our life, which we have failed at. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, millions yeah. of them, and we don't feel like setting goals anymore. That's right. I'm done with them. <laughs> I'm done with them. I'm just gonna float along like normal. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know I felt like that endlessly. We haven't actually had an answer to the question that you raised, but we've had a couple of comments, so I thought I'd share the comments. Um, Suraj says, yeah. uh, New Year's resolution in 2019 is never talk about 2018. Write the best story of our life in 2019. Fantastic. That's I love good. the idea. Focusing forward and not back. Yeah. That's really good. I like that. Excellent one. Excellent one. And then I'm probably going to mispronounce the name, but I'll try anyway. I think it's Ud. Ud says... Uh, Facebook kind of locked my account. Not LOL. Not New Year's Eve. <laughs> that's that, that's one where uh, it's not so much a resolution. It's more of a description of what happens on a regular basis. You know, we, we react to things. But I read that and I said to myself, "This is another position of lack statement." I mean, Wood isn't really making a resolution, but it's a position of lack statement. I'm thinking maybe we should change that around, Wood. What do you think? What, what was the statement again? I just it, want to get clarity on that. Facebook kind of locked my account. LOL, not New Year's Eve. 
See, to me, not New Year's Eve. I yeah. don't know what the not New Year's Eve means. Okay. Well, I think it um, means. I think it means. Oh no! Don't don't let that happen on New Year's Eve. I think that's what what uh, they're saying there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's going to happen then. Yeah. Well exactly. done in creating your reality. <laughs> 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 but why not turn it around? Why not turn it so, around well, to what, hey, what, I made what, you what made on the Facebook. Of desire? I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, why, why, why not look at that? You know, instead of Facebook kind of locked your account, why not look at it? You're on Facebook. You made it. That's the good news. You know, you don't have to yeah, worry about the account being locked. You made it. It's great. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> what are the chances of being able to get through all the hurdles to be on here now? Well done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> sorry, I interrupted Glad what you were you saying. Glad to have you here. What were you going to say about it? I, I finished it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, th- this is interesting. Now, Ud is saying that they, they, I presume they is Facebook. They kicked me out because I shared the podcast. Okay. Wow. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I've shared it. I'm still on. <laughs> My God, it's a miracle. How did you do that? <laughs> you shared it. You're still connected to Facebook. <laughs> no, no, we're just teasing. <laughs> Did they actually say because of that? I'm wondering. That was just, I would love to know the reasoning if there is a clarity on that. <clears throat> uh, well, because you've like, shared it millions of times, haven't you, Walt? Oh, I see what it is. It's, Ud is actually Nasha under a different uh, a different handle. That's what it is. She, she's joking. She's making fun here. She, she's celebrating. Oh, she's making fun. <laughs> she's celebrating the fact that she's feeling better. That's what it is. Oh, I just realized that. <laughs> well, hello, Nasha. I'm glad you're feeling better. That's great. <laughs> you had me going there for a moment. I didn't even look at uh, what's listed as the last name and realize, oh, wait a minute. I know who this is. <laughs> oh, good grief. This is great. So, Facebook resolutions. Let's see. Um, so, I take it, Louie, that you don't really make New Year's resolutions. I said Facebook resolutions, didn't I? You don't actually make New Year's resolutions per se, I would imagine. Am I right about that? Well, I, I, I went through the process that a lot of humans have been through. I've done a lot of goal setting and uh, New Year's resolution setting and failed miserably numerous times. And uh, many years ago, I gave up the idea of doing it because it didn't feel good. Right. Didn't understand why. Wasn't clear about that. <clears throat> and um, I wish I'd learned it a bit earlier, I suppose. But again, you know, everything happens to your life in the correct time and place. Um and, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, I really understand it now and I'm very clear about it now. And I'm, I, I, uh, if I wanted to set a New Year's resolutions, it was doing more step three, which I feel very happy about doing. And, and it's very easy and it's something I've been doing for a couple of years now. And I'll keep that momentum rolling and I'll be step three. That's for sure. Um, quite excited about that whole thing. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I love what you just said, but I'm, I'm reading Nasha's, uh, uh, comment. She says she promised that they kicked her out because she shared the videos. And I'm thinking, it's gotta be something else. I can't imagine Facebook kicking you out. Sharing is one of the main things they want you to do. I mean, that's like core to what they do. Sharing, <laughs> liking, commenting. Those are like the three basics of Facebook. I can't imagine you getting kicked out for that. I'm trying to make yeah, sense you, out of that one. Um... I suppose, no, I don't know. I don't know the rules or how it all works with Facebook, but maybe if you want to keep it proprietary and not share it, then then there should be an option for you to, um, when you put it up, to be able to lock it so people can't share it. I don't know. Oh, well, that's possible, actually. Now that I think about it, if 
Nasha, if you were sharing it from the link that I created in the Law of Attraction Changed My Life group, maybe Facebook's got something to block that now in, in a more um, aggressive way than they were doing before. Because right now, or I should not say right now, what used to be, like, I'm, I'm not going to assume that's the same thing now. Joyce, stop chewing the paper. My cat likes to chew paper. Um, what they used to do is, if you tried to share something outside of a group that was a closed group, okay, buddy, you got to get out of here. Uh, excuse me, I have a cat problem. <laughs> Alright, get out of here. Go on. What they used to do is simply not show the video, say the content wasn't available or something like that. Maybe what they're doing now is they're getting a little more aggressive and knocking you offline if you try to do that, which still sounds kind of strange, but it's it's sort of an explanation. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that, see if that shows up more often. No, keep an eye on it's being shared. Well, the good news is we're now actually starting the whole thing on the LOA Today page, which is the public page. So going forward, just share it from Again. there. If you share it from there, you won't run into this issue at all, at least not that particular one. Uh, for, for, from, a, from a private group to, yeah. To a public to page, outside. yeah. Because now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, doing it for, I'm broadcasting initially to the LOA Today page, a public page, and then I'm grabbing that link and plugging it into the private group. Which is fair. That's a safe direction to go in. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. It just sense. takes a little bit longer. That's why I need to set up a second computer here. Just too lazy. I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, well, hopefully that's what it is. We'll find out. If you get any more information, Nasha, share it because I, obviously I want to know, you know, if there's a problem with sharing because I want people to share. We all want people to share, but specifically, I want them to share the podcast. I want them to share the, the, the live streaming. So, yeah, let me know. So, about so that. guys, guys who, who are on the Facebook group there at the moment, I really have a little question for you. I want to know why you guys don't come onto Blue Jeans and talk to us. It, you know, if I got some understanding of the reason why you're not doing that, um, uh, it might help us be able to get more people to be able to do that. So, I'm really keen to understand. Uh, what, why you aren't actually talking to us, why you aren't popping on here and, and talking to us. Perhaps even to turn it into a, a more positive statement, what will it take for you to come onto the Blue Jeans platform to talk to us? Fantastic. Some, like that. Some uh, kind of incentive, some kind of, you know, mm. is, is there a reason, some some sort of a mm. beautiful desire you know, that, that we can help mm. to inculcate. <laughs> you get to talk to us live. What more do you want? Yeah, right. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Wait a minute. Siraj is saying, sharing something. He says, let me copy and paste this over here. He says, in this year, I want to manifest a best job. I'm struggling with it. He says, please guide me. And he names us. So let's let's give guidance to uh, Siraj on how he can get um, his best possible job. So if Siraj was on, on the call, I would be able to have a <laughs> <conversation>. <laughs> and help him very easily. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, we'll work with what we... Things a little bit <laughs> well, well, well uh, no, no. Uh, oh, Nasha's asking, uh, she thought it was blue, uh, it was USA only. No, you can use it anywhere from anywhere around the world. Um, anywhere you, in the world. Where yeah. are you? Uh, Nasha, I believe, is in Pakistan. But literally anywhere you Pakistan, can use it. Right? Yeah. Um, just click the link and it will walk you through the process of installing the app on your phone or whatever device you're using and it will hook you right, right into us and it'll just, it'll just start working from anywhere. Yeah, you don't need to have a, a US number at all. Yeah. 
That's one of the reasons I like it so much, because it does make it possible for anyone. I mean, Louis connecting in from London. Well, actually, today from Austria, but <laughs> the point is, from quite far away from where I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it works anywhere in the world. So, yeah, feel free to, to contact and connect into the Blue Jeans platform. We'd love to talk to you because, uh, you know, we just enjoy that. Um, so, so, what's the only reason he hasn't manifested his main job yet? There is only one reason. Is this a multiple choice, or are you just going to wait until somebody gives you the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in the lotus position. <laughs> okay, so I guess I, I play the role of the person guessing. Listen, what could be the one thing that is preventing him from having his best job? Could it be that he's not in vibrational alignment with it? Is that possible? He's more focused on the lack than on it. Mm, yeah. Very easy to do, by the way. Very. Yeah. People do it all the time. And I blame it on my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the parents' fault. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree of truth. <laughs> As you discovered uh, to your chagrin, perhaps, when you start having your own children, it's like, oh, no, wait a minute, I've just been through this. <laughs> Oh, no, I better be a better apple. <laughs> a better apple, right. <laughs> uh, it's so true, though. It, falling into that lack category, well, most often when we ask for something, we're doing it from a perspective of lack because we don't have it. And that, by its own nature, is a perspective of lack. That, that's actually kind of probably the, the big thing that we're really trying to learn when we're trying to learn to be deliberate creators is how do we put out our, our request and turn it into a feeling of, I already have it. That's, that's, that's where most of the processes come in, and that's mm -hmm. where the mental exercises and trying over and over and all that kind of thing. Just, just trying to, to turn it around our heads to it's no longer a lack, it's now something I've already got. Just gently focusing more clearly on what we want and getting the excitement rolling. Mm -hmm. Yes. More than Not we trying. Try to remove the word trying. Yeah, more th that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Otherwise, you get stuck in trying. That it's amazing how many places you can get stuck doing this thing. But that's one of them. That's the try trying place. There's the trying place that you can get stuck mm -hmm. on. There's the um, the the how. How is it going to happen? That that gets us stuck a lot of the times. But if we can just focus on feeling it, getting into that place, and and maintaining that focus, the degree to which we maintain that focus is the degree to which we succeed. It's kind of like the question I asked you about Jinshin Jitsu. How, much, how many times, you know, how long do you have to do it? And you, your reply was, well, how much do you want to get better? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> now you understand clearly why I say that. <laughs> now I can see you slapping people over the head with it too. Well, I try not to slap them, but I understand your point. <laughs> I find that the more I slap people, the more they move away from me. So, you know, that's probably not my best strategy. <laughs> you might want to do that to some people. <laughs> Have them move away from you then. <laughs> oh, Nasha says she wants to explain to her mom how to let go of the lack. That's a good question. How do, how do you explain it? First of all, they have to be receptive, Nasha. I mean, if your mom isn't receptive, that's not going to work. But if she is receptive, yeah, you got a chance. So... The question is, how do you explain it in the way that's most meaningful to her? Um, I mean, I'm not sure how you, you would 
tend to approach it, Louie. For me, I, I try to explain it using terminology that the person I'm talking to knows well. You know, everybody has their own way of expressing things, right? We have our own catchphrases and, you know, expressionary phrases that we use all the time. And so I'll try to find those phrases and see how I can fit them in to their perspective of lack and, and show them either how the phrase is an expression of lack or how to use the phrase to turn the perspective around from lack to have. Um, but that's just my particular approach. How do you do it? Um, do you have a particular approach you use, Louis, with somebody who wants to understand how to let go of lack? Well, I completely agree with the, what you're saying there. It's just I would add in a little bit more detail in the in, in the process that the first thing I would explain is the basics of the law of attraction. Mm. Okay, without that understanding, everything falls short. That's true. It doesn't go anywhere. Yep. Okay, so does she understand the basics of the law of attraction? That's the first question. Then I would say, <clears throat> once you've explained the basics of the law of attraction, you need to add three or four more little nuggets. Number one, your emotions are your guidance. Mm. Number two, every subject's two subjects. Uh, number three, focus more on what you want and less on what you don't want. Number four, I would say, do you, do you understand now that I've taught you the law of attraction that when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something you don't want? Yeah, that's a key point right there. That's one that sometimes takes a little bit of extra time to kind of get your head around because we're so used to the idea of negation being an accurate way of saying one end the other end, and it really isn't. Now, each, each one of those takes a while to sink into anybody's head um, who hasn't been exposed to it before. Mm. <clears throat> it just does. It's not what we brought up to believe, not what we brought up to understand. It's not... You know, I was searching for truth my entire life, consciously from the age of eight, and I didn't bump into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And believe me, I've been in through a lot of things and a lot of places and looked at a lot of stuff. I believe you. <clears throat> the other thing I think um, is, is really important, too, is it, when, you're, when you're looking at this question of lack and having, it's so easy to get onto the lack end as we're describing the lack end. You almost have to kind of demonstrate by your own example. And, and endlessly. Endlessly, yeah. Lots and lots of examples. Yeah. And indeed, it, you have to almost do it while you're explaining it. Um, you, have, you almost have to demonstrate a pivot. Uh, I'm, I, I am now yeah, talking about the lack end of the thing. Here I am feeling the thing end of the stick. Here I am experiencing the thing end. Here I am experiencing the lack end. You see the difference, that kind of thing. So, so the first thing I'd say to Nasha is um, Abram says you can't teach anybody anything. If you're a living example of using the law of attraction, your mom's going to be falling at your feet asking you how the hell you manifested that. How did you manifest that? How did you get that? How does that happen? How, how did the synchronicity work of that in your life? <clears throat> and when they're asking, then you can teach them. True. Now, Nash has given us a, a few more details. You're, really teaching. Go ahead, you're, you're, you're really just living the example. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Nash added when, when I was detail. in the weight loss. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. When I was in the weight loss uh, business, uh, before I started teaching it based first and foremost on the law of attraction before using all the products and exercise and everything else, um, I, I was uh, very, very focused on, on, on helping people lose weight, which I didn't realize how absolutely devastatingly terrible that was. Mm. <clears throat> and it fell over again and again with numerous individuals and I always thought oh it's me or I'm a bad coach or 
the products don't work or something else, but I didn't realize how important it was to get the mental momentum going first about what you want. And when you get that sorted out in somebody's head, they roll and they get into that great shape and they are just sitting pretty and their health improves and their energy levels improve and <clears throat> somewhere along the line, maybe maybe they, 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 they get to that ideal weight. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got a guy in the sauna. He's got a most amazing body, okay? And he keeps on saying, oh, I've got a little bit of fat here. I can't stand it. I've got a bit yeah. of fat here. I mean, like, it's like a six-pack the whole trip. <laughs> and he's got a ton. He's got this fat. He's fat. <laughs> doesn't matter how fat you are. There's still somebody who's skinny and perfect shape who still thinks they're fat. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's all perspective, you know. What do you want to do? You know, and I have no problem with him wanting to lose that little bit of fat around there. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Let him go. It's not sure. a problem. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. You said Nasha said something? Well, she, she gave us some more information. She said um, her mom says that she, I will believe it when I see major results, which is a common uh, resistance point, let's call it that. Um, and she also mentions, but people won't see how far I have come. And that's the one I want to address first, because I promise you, Nasha, everyone else sees it before you do. <laughs> that's what I've discovered. Uh, everybody notices the change before you do. When you notice the change, you're basically catching up to what your friends and relatives and so forth have been noticing for weeks now. And when you realize that, then you realize you actually have more uh, more of you on display than you realized. And they're able to they're, they're able to, to see how do you describe it? They're, they're able to see the the breadth of time and and how you have shown yourself to them over that period of time. Whereas you, you see yourself maybe and once in a day in the, when you look in the mirror, the rest of the day, you don't even see yourself. You don't even see what you're doing most of the time. You don't see your own transitions because you're just living them. And when you're living them, that's when it's most difficult to notice a major change has happened. But yeah, I, I promise you, it's always easier for somebody else to see it than it is for you. <clears throat> Nasha, I would say, why do you care what other people think? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> That's going to trip you up every time. It does. It from does. being able to be a good manifester. Yeah, because you certainly don't want to base your self-esteem or your sense of what you want or your sense of success or accomplishment on what somebody else is telling you. It's okay to you know, get the strokes from somebody else, but you don't want to base it on that. <clears throat> you got to base it on what, what, you're, what you're believing in about yourself inside. That's got to be where it starts. The fact that that thought is around in your vibration means you're just going to get more of it, mm-hmm. more of people not seeing you, mm-hmm. not seeing the change. Okay. <clears throat> and it was what, what we're, I was talking to you about the other day. I was saying, you know, you, you were saying there's more positive people around in the world at the moment and you're seeing a, a greater shift in humanity. And I was saying, no, 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 that's not how it works. Walt is now more positive and therefore he's just drawing to him more positive people. Right. It's true. Very true. Um, on, on, the, on the point of your mom saying that she will believe it when she sees major results, well, okay then. She just told you she will believe it when she sees major results. Okay? You see, <laughs> Abram, Abram in, a, in a circumstance like this, would do exactly what I completely agree they're doing. They would say, you know, when your mom's ready to speak to me, I'll speak to her and help her. Um, until then, um, I'm speaking to you and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. The good news is it's not up to you to, to make sure your mom gets there. 
Wouldn't that be no, terrible? No, no. Wouldn't that be terrible if, if, it was, if it was your responsibility for your mom to get there? Because that's completely outside <laughs> of your control. <laughs> you know, so that would be a real drag, you know. Fortunately, that's not your responsibility. That good luck trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's so much easier when you don't have to be responsible for somebody else getting there. It's all up to them. You know, so, you know, your mom has declared. She made it very clear when she's going to believe it. She's going to believe it when something major happens. Okay. So there's your answer. And that's she her answer. Get, she needs to get that, that, that book by, what's his name? He, believe it when you see it. See it. Oh, Wayne Dyer. It. See, believe it. Yeah, Wayne Dyer. Yeah, Wayne Dyer's book. Yeah. Yeah, she needs to get that book, and then she won't say that to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you say? I'll, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it. Is that what he said? Um, I will, I will, I will see it when I believe it. Absolutely, yeah, yes. That's because when was, the belief yeah. kicks in, then, then the manifestation kicks in. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing is true for your mom. When, when she believes it, she will see it. Mm. When, when will that be? I don't know. Apparently something major has to happen before she's willing to believe it. So it, it could be a while. I don't know. When's the next? Ma- tell me when the next major event's going to be in her life, and I'll tell you when it's going to happen. <laughs> of course, we don't know, do we? We don't know when the next major event's going to happen. That's part of being on the adventure. That's part of the journey, finding out you, what the you, next major you event is. You know, I'd ma- I'd make I'd make the worst possible coach. Well, <laughs> Why is that? Because my answer to something like that was, who cares? <laughs> well, yeah, clearly the person who's bringing care, up the cares. fastest you will improve, so who cares? <laughs> Get out of her business, let her do her own thing. Actually, that is good advice, though. Um, I like the way Wendy Dillard used to say it, or probably still says it. Um, she'd say, stay in your own lane. Because yeah. the only thing you really have any control over is what's in your own lane. You don't have any control over anybody else's lane. So stay in your own lane. So, let them stay in their lane. So do you know how alignment helps other people? I'm not quite sure what you're getting at, but so why don't you go ahead and tell us. <laughs> so, so you can influence your mom, but you influence her by your alignment and your alignment only. So ah. when you are happy and you remain happy, okay, that is contagious. Mm-hmm. It is. It goes viral, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going <laughs> to... I, I think I, 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 I want to, uh, uh, what's the word? What's the word? You, you know, when you get, um, you, you, you design something new and, and, and you get a company to not, to stop everybody else copying it. A copyright or a patent? Patent, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I need to patent that statement. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, I, I won't uh, yeah. burst your bubble and say that's something that you'd actually have to copyright, but nevertheless, I like the general concept. <laughs> well, if, if it was something somebody could copyright, then I think everybody would jump on, on the bandwagon and do it before me because I'm a bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can co- actually, anybody yeah. can copyright because a copyright is based on an expression of an idea. You actually can't protect an idea. You can, you can only protect the expression of an idea. Well, you have your way of expressing it. You can protect that. That's interesting. I didn't know that, but it makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you actually can't uh, copyright an idea or, or even patent an idea. You, you can only patent or copyright the expression of an idea. That's something I'm going to do a lot more thinking about. Yeah. yeah. There's something delicious in there. There is, isn't it? Mm. Because that, that's where you yeah. get the individual personality stamp on whatever X is. And, and also the limits, limits of what man can do. They can't. 
They can't limit your thinking. It's impossible. Mm. Yes. I don't even know if they realized that. When they they created uh, copyright and patent law, I don't know if the original legislators realized that. But you're right. No, I'm not sure either. Hmm. You're right. Because you really can't limit somebody else's thinking. People have tried, but it it always fails one way or another. Your daughter still hates you when you stop them from going out at night. (laughs) Being that boyfriend. (laughs) Until you finally decide that they're not going to hate you anymore. They're going to love you. <laughs> ah, but that's a long journey for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. As long as you decide it's a long journey, but it is a long journey. Your you're right. Become, <laughs> your daughter's becoming a teenager soon, and you're going to have to deal with all these things. I said, no, I won't. I don't believe that. I'm not going to focus on that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not, not going to be part of my reality. And Thanks. I love that. I love that a lot. I just, I see that kind of thing happening more and more and more. I see. And you're going to get more and more and more of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's exciting to me. I love the this idea that more and more parents, um, young parents especially, are just respecting their kids and letting their kids learn the way they need to learn and be the way they need to be and not trying to mold them and shape them. I love that transition that appears to be happening, and I, I'm, I'm rooting for it to continue to happen. Um, I mean, you and I have talked a numerous, numerous times, I believe, about how uh, when we come into this world and, and we still have that connection to the non-physical in a really big, big way, it makes us, you know, the, the young are really the wise among us. And I love the idea that more and more the older ones are learning from the younger ones. I just see that happening more mm. and more. It's exciting to me. It's one of the reasons so, why I helped to well, found that school. I, I had, I think, an 18-year-old girl chatting to me a couple of days ago. Mm. And she was saying to me, she was trying to <clears throat> get my opinion on all the bad things that are happening in the world. Okay. And she was starting off, she was saying something like, well, what, what about the, sto- the, the story about this baby? I said, the baby? Oh, you mean the powerful soul that comes into the physical universe? I cut her off very specifically. <laughs> okay. I love it. I, I cut her off and I said, that powerful soul that comes in with the power that creates universes. And you know when you hold that new baby, you just feel this infinite love and power and beauty and incredibleness. Yeah, what about this powerful dude? <laughs> oh, well, they died after three days of starvation. I said, wow, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Not quite the answer she had in mind. <laughs> and then we started talking about why death is not death. <laughs> mm. Why there is no such thing as death in truth. <laughs> yes, the physical body dies. We don't deny that. We're not saying that it doesn't happen. Um, but the bigger part of you goes on. And having the a huge chat about how that all works. It's, it's quite incredible. It's a good story. It's it's an amazing thing, but we do have a tendency to do what Joel calls awfulizing. He got that word from one of his clients. We tend to take a situation okay. and we make him as awful as we possibly can in our minds. Awfulizing. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I, I don't mean to minimize the fact that a child died very, very young, because that is important. I do. Well, I know you do, but that's you're, you're more Abrahamish than I am. I actually, I, I actually am sympathetic because I mean, parents lost their child, and you know that that can be pretty traumatic. 
So I'm sympathetic to that. But by the same token, I, I like what you're saying. I think we, should, we need the reminder that, first of all, that child is not permanently gone. They're not, maybe they're not part of the physical world anymore, but that, that being continues. And mm. this, this, this is where the concept of, uh, what do they call them, soul contracts or whatever it is, that, that's, it's an interesting concept. Why, why did the, the person come into their life in order to experience that? Because if we understand how the law of attraction works, they clearly chose to experience that. And, and so it raises the first question, well, how can we assume that a little child can be a deliberate creator? Which Abraham answers beautifully. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's a question we tend to ask as human beings. How could this little tiny baby be a, a deliberate creator? It doesn't seem possible. They haven't learned that, that, enough That was a question world. I got asked as well. Mm. By the 18-year-old? And the ba- <clears throat> Yes, yes. Mm. And uh, the, the, the basically the, um, the, the child is thinking from before birth, during birth, and all the way through from, I mean, from conception onwards, and it's picking up all the vibrations from the parents, and it wouldn't have joined that family unless it was a vibrational match initially. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everything is in harmony, and it's making choices all along the way. Sam joined. Hi, Sam. Um, I don't know why that popped up on my screen, but it just did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, so, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The, the parent's vibration has a huge effect on, on what's going on. And, you know, it's really interesting that a child at that age would would wish to choose to not be around anymore, mm. um, to go back to non-physical. Uh, and, and, and once you get over the whole death thing, uh, <clears throat> you know, people will say to me, yeah, but what happens if your, your, your daughter dies? How will you feel then? You won't be saying that then. And, yes, I know I'm going to miss the individual desperately, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to try and focus very, very, very often and clearly on being happy because I know that if I want to talk to them, if I want to communicate with them, if I want to be still in their lives from the way Esther still speaks to Jerry, even though he's passed on, then I need to be in a happy place. That's true. I need to be in a flying disc. Otherwise, I'm I'm so far away from the vibrational match of where they are, where I am, I'm going to get no communication whatsoever. <clears throat> Plus, I love something that Joel has pointed out, because Joel had a tragedy like that happen. Um, he has adopted mm-hmm. three boys um, at various points in his life. And the first one, he adopted TJ um, at, I believe, age 23, was in a fatal car accident. He was killed by a, a truck that ran a, a red light or something like that. And as Joel describes it, there is no way for him to feel good about the fact that his son got killed. It, it, it's just purely a tragedy. But what he can feel good about, and what he does feel good about, is who TJ was. And he celebrates it continuously on his Facebook page. Now, every, you know, every few days or every few weeks, you see, see him sharing some post about you know, some photo of TJ from a number of years back and how he's remembering him and, and celebrating that TJ was such a big part of his life and how much he loves him and so forth. And, and that's the I'm, part I'm that I'm curious. Really why, why is Joel not focusing on, on, on where DJ is now? He does, but not the way that you are. He okay. does it a little bit differently uh, because he, he still keenly feels the loss, but he doesn't allow himself to stay in that. Place. He, he focuses, th- th- this is the point that I was trying to get at. We can focus on the loss or we can focus on the love. 
And I learned that, I've told this story before, I learned that with my wife uh, about uh, two years ago, um, her stepmother died in January of, I guess it was 2016, 2017, I can't remember which year it was. But anyway, uh, th this is a woman who, when she had first come into Louise's life, they had been like oil and vinegar, you know, like this. But over time, it turned into a really close relationship. So that when she died, uh, now she had actually died the previous July, and then in January was when Louise had this, this experience that I kind of helped her through. And her experience was that she was so used to, over the years, calling her stepmother every Wednesday. That was like part of her routine. And now for the last six months, she could no longer do that routine, and she was really missing it. And as she thought about how mm. she was missing not being able to talk to her stepmother every week, she was getting teary-eyed, she was getting very sad, the grief was setting in, all that kind of thing. And I, I so much wanted to help her. I really didn't have any thought process involved. It's not like I, I previously thought all this stuff out or you know carefully <laughs> worked out how Abraham would do this or whatever. It wasn't that at all. I simply saw her there and I wanted to help. And she, w she was sitting on our sectional couch. You know how a sectional couch it, you know, connects at a 90-degree angle. She was sitting in that, yeah. that connecting <clears throat> portion. So I went over and kind of knelt down in front of her at that corner of the couch there. And I rarely do that. I, I almost never do that, actually. And, but I just felt the urge to do this. I just kind of followed my guidance, so to speak. Knelt down in front of her, took her hands, and I said, you know, I never really asked this, but what was it you loved the most about Ruth? Ruth was her stepmother. Mm -hmm. And she thought about it for a moment, and her whole face started to change. And in the process of changing, you could see the grief melting away. Mm -hmm. And she said, you would make a great psychotherapist. I said, I would. <laughs> <laughs> what I accidentally discovered was typical response to the psychotherapist. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's especially great when your wife herself is a psychotherapist and she's telling you yeah, that. Yes, so I'm know? saying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I stumbled <clears throat> upon by accident is if you're feeling grief, the easiest way to get past the grief is to focus on why you love the person and don't treat it as if it was a love in the past. Treat it as it is, mm -hmm. which is a love in the present, because that person continues on. So, you know, the love goes on forever. And once I got her focused on that love, as long as she was focused on that love, all the grief melted away. It all disappeared. In fact, she even credited me so, with, with overcoming the five steps of, of overcoming grief in, in a split second. I'm the first person who's ever accomplished that, she said. <laughs> <laughs> But it really nails Elizabeth home Cooper for me. Elizabeth Cooper Ross does five steps, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It really nails home for me just how important it is to focus on love. Um, and what is but love? Do you understand those five steps? Do I understand them? No, I skip them. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was trying to point out about the five steps is, is um, they were going up the emotional scale. Oh, I see what you mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Once you start understanding that, it's like it's a bit of an eye opener as well. Yeah, it's, no, that's very true. Everything fits into it. Yeah, but it really was quite remarkable, and I've used that since then, um, helping people who have experienced a death or you know some kind of severe loss to focus on the love, and and it inevitably works. If I can get them to answer the question, "What is it you loved most about that person?" or "Love most about that person." You just see the change happen on their face while you're talking to them. It's really remarkable how quickly it happens. And there is still the tendency, there is still the tendency for them to go back to the loss 
And every time I see them start to do that, I just ask the same question again. Okay, I understand that you've had this horrible loss, but what was it you love about them? What is it you love about this person? Tell me about the love. And it mm. always, always helps to remove that grief. It's just remarkable how well it, it works. It, should, it makes total sense because love is really another word for source energy. So when we're yes. focusing on the love, we're refocusing on our connection to all that is. And when you do that, you feel better. And one goes with the other. And all you're doing is you're taking somebody who knows what they doesn't, don't want, getting them to follow the rocket of desire to what they do want. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Very, very simple. Mm-hmm. But it's so powerful. I mean, uh, my... Uh, that, that, that example is an amazing example. It's, it's so clear. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. And I love the fact that I, I didn't have to figure it out. It, it, it wasn't something I had to think out in advance. There was no, uh, there was no time. <laughs> it was like, boom, situation on me, do something, reaction, here we go. I just followed the internal guidance. My guidance said, go sit in front of her. So I sat in front of her because that's all I could think of to do. There was no other option. <laughs> just like, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to do that. And so I did. So you're, then, tell, you're telling me to help people is really easy if you're just following your guidance? Isn't that amazing? I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> Put those oils in the boat, boy. <laughs> it is Let's just incredible. Let's go downstream where everything you ever wanted is. I actually got to uh, use the process with my sister-in-law. Um, her husband died um, about two years ago this month. And we went down to New Jersey where they live. And uh, you know we were there to help her and her uh, son and daughter through the funeral and all that stuff. And at one point, after all the, the major stuff was passed and she was still dealing, um, I could tell she was suffering pretty badly. And I sat down with her and I said, you know, I didn't really know Joe very well. And I didn't. I mean, he had come to our wedding, but I never actually had a chance to talk to him, believe it or not. In all the years that I'd known him, I never actually sat down and had a full conversation with him. So it was a great way to just kind of bridge into the, the whole thing. I said, I never really got to know Joe very much. Tell me about Joe. Tell me why you love him so much. And mm. again, it was the same thing, just like her sister. It, it just, it, her whole cha face changed and she started telling me all this stuff wow. about how he made her laugh and all, which was in itself amazing thing. I didn't even know that Lee laughed. I mean, she's, she's just not normally a laugher, you know, but apparently Joe used to make Lee laugh. Um, and there were a number of other things that were really, really important to her that uh, she loved most about him. And the more that she talked about him, she, I could see her shoulders relax. You know, when you know how it is when people are are, are wrapped up in something, it's like ugh, there's this tenseness to it, and you can just see her just oh, you almost you can almost hear her breathing that that deep breath of relaxation, just in the way she was expressing herself. So, for me, it was just one more so, opportunity so the, to recognize the, the power. The partner was using of this. you as a as a vessel to, to uh, bring the vibration of his ex. Part. Probably. I mean, I, I don't really think about it that way. I, I think about it just, I get this cool experience of using this one little question, what do you love about the person? And then watching the person that I'm talking to feel better in front of my eyes. I mean, Nasha was talking a few moments ago about how her mom wants to see something major happen. There's a great way to see something major happen. Help somebody mm. who's in grief by asking them to focus on the love and then watch what they do. Talk about a major reaction. Yeah. Talk about a major change. It's great. When, when people are focused on, seriously on what they don't want, 
um, sit down and chat to them about what they do want. Yeah. And, and, and just get that going. Get it going. Get it going. Yeah. Because I'm slowly watching how many times I, I, I say things that I would normally say <clears throat> that are focused negatively, that mm-hmm. are focused on, on lack. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly converting every single thing, especially talking to my children, etc. I'm turning the key around and I'm using the other language more and more and more and more and more. I'm deprogramming the old way of saying something. That's so and cool. Every time I'm doing them, I actually want to write down a list because they're so, so apt at the time. You know, mm-hmm. they're so clear yep. about how ridiculous I am in my words. <laughs> uh, oh. And, and, and then now it becomes so clear and light and, and simple when, when you focus on what you do want out of. So, right. you know, it would be good to have a, have a session where, where we get people to give negative statements of things that they, they're frustrated with. Like, I hate my boss or, um, I, I hate it when my partner t- leaves the toothpaste cap off the toothpaste. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or something like that. And then we'll say, well, well, let's take the toothpaste one. Wouldn't it be nice if the toothpaste cap was always left on? Actually, that leads to a rather funny scene in my mind because uh, the funny scene is they, they leave the cap on. They can't get the toothpaste out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said to leave it on all the time. <laughs> As somebody said to me the other day, I think, I think maybe it happens if you learn a little fraction well. Gosh, you've got a weird animation. It comes all over the place. <laughs> well, and I, real, I that realize that's the, a, that, that was what I'm interested. No, go ahead. Sorry? No, go ahead. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the essence of moving forward is using that imagination to get you to go where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And imagination just means thought. So you're just using thoughts to focus on where you want to go or how you want to see things that aren't. What's that saying? Some people ask why, and I ask why not. Mm. There's another one. Yeah. No, I think it's true. Um, so, you know, it's just exciting for me that, um, that, that that's going to look forward more and more and more and more and more instead of what was in the past. And uh, I love, love Abram's example of that. I don't know if you remember it, but Abram has on numerous occasions said, you know, if you're driving along the highway, do, do you know why the windscreen is in front of you and not down by your feet? Okay. <laughs> okay. I can hardly wait on this one. Because, <laughs> you know, those people who face reality are the people that are just looking down the road all the time, yeah? That's yeah. not what we do. We're looking forward to where we're going. This yeah? is true. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, in fact, if you don't look at face reality. It's not very interesting. It's quite boring. And if look you don't look outside the wind, windshield, you're likely to run into something. So it's a good idea to look out the windshield. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. exactly. if you don't clearly focus 2019 where you're going, somebody else will redirect you. That can easily happen. Yeah. This stronger wants are going to start influencing your life. So that also addressed the question you raised earlier. How do we influence somebody else? We influence them through our thoughts. And the key portion for me, this may not be for you, but for me, the key portion is understanding that only our highest vibrational thoughts have any significant influence. 
low vibrational thoughts have very minimal influence, except when the person is already receptive to low vibrational thoughts. That's the only exception. But the rest of the time, it's your high vibrational thoughts that have the influence. I like to remember that. One person in alignment is more powerful than millions that aren't. Yeah. I'm still coming to terms with that, that one, but I know it's true. It, it just you just explained amazing. it to me. I know. I'm just giving you the words to it. I know. <laughs> but, but even so, I'm still, I still come to terms with it because millions, that's a uh, lot. Uh, me too. Me too. Me you too. Know? Yeah. Millions yeah. is a lot. It's a, it's a whole lot. And yet it really is true. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced it directly, and, and I continue to be blown away by it. <laughs> uh, well. Let's see. Do we have there any was something questions? I read in. Oh, go ahead. There was something I read in one of my uh, spiritual paths uh, in, in a guru book. And he was saying that when a guru, a true guru, a, a V-guru as they call them, when, when a, a true light giver, those are the English translation word for V-guru, when a true light giver walks down a street, people behind him will be smashing pans and going through conflict and working through things. So they'll be going through what they don't want, but moving to what they want. Mm. Okay. So as the, as the alignment individual walks past a street right. behind him, he will be activating the movement forward for a lot of people. Mm. And, I, and until Abraham Hicks' teachings, I never really understood why a master would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get it's a good, it. Good example. Um, there, was a, there, there was another book I read called <clears throat> Daughter of Fire. It's, it's an amazing, amazing book. Uh, I, I think a British lady went and sipped the feet of a Sufi master in India for many years. And she writes a diary of every single day and what she did. Uh, <clears throat> and it's, it's a very, very interesting story. Long. It's literally a diary of every single day. Um, but the interesting thing was the guru said to her, only thing you have to do is be in my presence. I don't require anything else of you. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. And being in his presence in the middle of India in those hot weather and all the rest of it was a, was a <laughs> challenge by itself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, literally, you just need to be in the presence of somebody who's high vibration. Mm. That's all that's necessary um, to, to help raise your vibration as well. Well, I think so, it's true. Yeah. Any, anybody who's been in a situation where there's a, a good comedian helping people laugh can recognize that one. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know? The comedian is a, is a great example of it all. Exactly. Uh, although I, I find the material they use is quite uh, dire on many, many Yeah, I'm not really times, but the good most, guys, yeah. the, the, the good guys tend to, to go onto the other side. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're they seem to be fewer in my mind. I don't know, but I think, I think in right. the future it's going. They're going to be. They're going to be far more of them. Um, but that's just a vague. Perception. I think you're right. No, I agree with you. And we're actually out of time, but I don't want to stop the podcast because Louis, we got our our wish. Somebody joined us on the Blue Jeans platform. Oh, is somebody on? Fantastic. Some, somebody's on. Uh, Sam is on. Sam actually tried to join a couple of uh, podcasts ago, and I didn't even know that uh, he was there until. We were done, so I want to make sure I, I get Sam in here. So, Sam, I'm going to unmute you, and hopefully you're going to be there. Selfie. Can you hear us? Are, are you, I'm uh, curious if Sam's a male or female. It could be either one. Yeah. Got ah, we got our answer. There we go. Yes, we hear you. Hi, Sam. Hello, Sam. How's it going? Excellent. And you? 
I'm good. I'm driving to work. Um, I love your podcast, Walt. Um, I, I discovered you, I think, like about a month ago, and I've been listening to you every morning, and it definitely helped me a lot. And I just recently got into the whole attraction, law of attraction stuff, and it, it's pretty remarkable stuff. Um, the weird thing is that I talked about today was about death and stuff, and I was actually typing as you were saying, hey, you were going to unmute me. Uh, and some weird stuff has been happening to me lately, and not like sort of like but I, I, like I feel like something sort of like I feel like something bad is gonna happen like to me myself in a way, but I can't seem to get rid of thoughts about it at all in any way, and it's scaring me. And I feel I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I feel that um, I don't know, like something bad will happen. But I don't want to think about that because obviously you think of stuff like that if you sort of bring it out to your world in a way. And I'm trying really hard to like delete it from my mind. And every time I meditate, I try to do that. But it's, it's not going away and it's, it's scaring me. And I don't know what to do at all. Sam, I'm excited about that. <laughs> you are? I am, absolutely. Because you know what's happening. Right. What, what's happening is your your. Your, your many, many, many thoughts of what you don't want, yeah, yeah, are going to die. And your thoughts of what you do want is going to progress you forward. And it often happens when people start learning the law of attraction and they start changing their thinking. And a lot of the old things fall, up, fall away from them. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what's happening. And it's something to be excited about. And you're right. You're right. Don't focus on them being terrible and something's dying. Um, just be glad that it's dying because you don't need those old thoughts. Wow, okay, because like, I, I feel like, I don't know, somebody's going to kill me or something. and It's really scary, and there's a lot that's changing my life currently. And I met somebody who, like you said, has a higher vibration. Um, this girl I met at work, and she's amazing. And she's like, been lifting me up like crazy, and she believes in like all these different visuals. I always think about activity. I mean, she's been really changing me in the past almost year now. And it's it's, it's just amazing what, what, how she is and how her vibration is helping me a lot. Because before her, my vibration was very low, and I wasn't even, I didn't see stuff at all, whatever. It wasn't anything that I feel, but slowly it just started to get to me. I started to really get into it. It was like, wow, this is easy. And then it was her and someone else, and it was just signs everywhere, which was telling me, like, you know, it's real. It's not, you know, it's not, like, fake. <laughs> So, um, yeah. That's great stuff. I'd like to add, Sam, that um, she didn't raise you up. What happened is she had her vibration, and her vibration influenced you to raise yourself up. You raised your own vibration. You allowed it. You allowed it all to happen. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, I did allow it. When I think about it, yeah, I did allow And when it. you're in love, you really allow a lot of things. You do. <laughs> It right, is true. Right. And I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. I can't tell you. Um, it's going to be an amazing journey. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Absolutely. Really? Sorry. I shouldn't be scared of anything? Or anybody? Well, you know you shouldn't well, be because, you, know, that, because you, you don't want to You don't need me to tell you. Yeah. You know that already. Okay. I'm excited. There is nothing to be, fear, to be scared about besides fear itself. You know the acronym, okay. right? The, the FEAR acronym, F-E-A-R? False evidence appearing real. Evidence appearing real. 
That's okay. what that's what ninety nine percent of all fears are. They are false evidence. They're they're fake news in modern parlance. <laughs> they don't actually yeah. exist. <laughs> right, right, right. I like that. But you're right. So as long as that's the case So as long as that's the case, instead of focusing on these fears that you have, what would you want to focus on instead? You want to focus on something like that, look at that. Yeah, there you go. Well he can't see that, he's driving, but yeah. He, he, right now, uh, Louis, okay. Louis is showing the beautiful winter scene outside of his window in Austria, where he is right now. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice. Beautiful. So, so in your <laughs> life... Look at it. It's, uh, it's, uh, we <laughs> so in your life, Sam, what, what, what's, what's your thing to focus on right now in your life? That not, not the fear stuff. What's the stuff that you focus on right now that's your good stuff? You just described it, so I'm trying to get you to say it again. Just like my career, um, myself, sort of. Um, I, I focus on the good things. Focus on the positive things. How about this amazing girl in your life? Yeah. 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 Her too. He, do, he doesn't. He doesn't need to be told to focus on her. <laughs> <laughs> only thing. Only thing about her, she doesn't like guys. That's the only thing. But you know, that's the only. That's Who the only cares? Thing. There are many dimensions to relationships. Absolutely. Listen to me. Any dimension relationship. I have lots and lots and lots of people I love. And of course, the beautiful thing about love is there's no limits to it. So there are no limits to the number of people Nothing. you can love. Nothing. That's true. No, I definitely in any and every situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think she's like the best thing that happens to me at my work. It's um, it's like it's it's kind of it's kind of cool, and she's a great friend. Um, but yeah, but I mean, no, I mean, I want to say that, and you know, you guys are pretty amazing, and love, I love your show. It's it's awesome. Um. It's great, and it's really changing a lot of people's, uh, I think, people's uh, lives and perspectives and stuff. So, you know, keep it going, and every morning I'm listening to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, have, you have a new uh, listener, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic, well, Sam. We love you, too. Absolutely. And we're so grateful that you're listening, that all the people are listening, but individually, each one, and in this case, you. Thank you for listening. It makes me feel great. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, definitely. But we'll talk more, too, I'm, I'm sure, later on. All right. Yeah. Well, we look Come forward to jeans. We'll, we'll chat. We, we look forward to future calls right, while you're driving into work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nice talking to you, Louis, too. Likewise. You take care, Sam. You too, guys. Top AM. Top ADM. There you go. Seize the day. We'll do. <laughs> All right. You take care, Sam. Have a safe trip. Thanks. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that was pretty cool. We got exactly what we wanted. Yeah, we had to wait to the end of the podcast to get it, but we got it. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it when a plan comes together I love it too I don't know I think you just did actually but that's alright <laughs> <laughs> well listen uh, was oh, it? The, A-team, the A-team I got it from the A-team the A-team oh is that who it is okay yes yeah, I think you're right yeah. Boy, you, now, now you're showing both of our ages I <laughs> know <laughs> I was in the 1980s for goodness sake okay no, so. I've got a version of it out now oh is there oh okay Oh, they got new versions of everything. Magnum, everything. <laughs> really? Oh, I don't know if I could watch the new versions. I'm, I'm too ensconced uh, <laughs> ins- the old ones, but, you know, that's all right. Anyway, this has been great, and uh, the only sad part is that we're, we're done for the for this particular podcast. But, you know, I look forward to talking to you again next week, and I hope you have a very, yeah, very happy you. new year. Thank you. You too. Wishing everybody a fantastic 2019. Focus on what you want. Absolutely. I Lovely. agree. And with that thought in mind, we'll see you all next time here on LA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Good guy.